Today's episode of the Virtually Free podcast is a very special episode because I talk with my very first male guest, Nathan Hirsch. And Nathan Hirsch is a co-owner of the virtual assistant hiring platform, Free Up with three E's. We are going to be talking about what he looks for in a virtual assistant as well as what his team looks for in a virtual assistant when allowing them to be promoted on his platform. So if you are trying to figure out how to get more clients or how to scale to those 5K beautiful months, this episode is for you because he talks about the three things that almost every entrepreneur looks for when hiring a virtual assistant. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Virtually Free Podcast. On today's episode, I have Nathan Hirsch with me. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to chat to you. You are the very first male I've ever interviewed and will not be the last. So I'm excited to, you know, for you to be the first. And we're going to chat about a lot of awesome stuff today, especially that will be really helpful for virtual assistants and other done for you service providers that are really looking to understand what characteristics people that are hiring other virtual assistants are looking for. So before I jump in or before we jump in, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, and I'm honored to be the first male on the podcast. Um, I, I'm a longtime entrepreneur. I mean, I, it all started back when I was in college. I was a broke college kid. I had some internships and some summer jobs. And I really just learned, besides the sales and the marketing and the customer service, I, I learned that I hated working for other people. And I kind of got a glimpse into the future that if I, if I graduated college and got a real job, I, I was going to be miserable for the rest of my life. So when I got to college, I started hustling. I started buying and selling people's textbooks, competing with my school bookstore. I created a little referral program. And before I knew it, I had lines out the door of people trying to sell me their books to the point where I actually got a cease and desist letter from my college <laughs> telling me to knock it off. And so I had to pivot a little bit. I had sold some books on Amazon. I had an Amazon store. This was back in 2008 before everyone was selling on Amazon. And I, I thought it was so cool that I could have this store. I just had to figure out what to sell besides books. So I started experimenting with outdoor sporting equipment, video games, computers, um, <laughs> pretty typical college guy stuff. And I just failed over and over and over. And it wasn't until I branched out of my comfort zone and found the baby product industry really through trial and error that my business took off. So if you can imagine me as a 20 year old single college guy selling baby products on Amazon, that was me. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was a young entrepreneur. I thought I should probably pay taxes. So I met with an accountant. And the first thing he asked me was, what are you going to hire your first person? And I shrugged him off. I said, why would I do that? That's money out of my pocket. They're going to steal my ideas. They're going to hurt my business. And he just laughed in my face and he said, you're going to learn this lesson on your own. Well, sure enough, my first busy season comes around the fourth quarter and I just get destroyed. I'm working 40 hours a week, I'm sorry, 20 hours a day. And I, my social life plummets, my grades go down and I somehow make it through to January. And I think to myself, man, I can never let this happen again. I need to start hiring people. So I post a job on Facebook. I know nothing about hiring. And this guy in my business law class responds. He says, I need a job. I say, you're hired. Didn't even interview him. <laughs> and he ends up being an amazing hire. He's 
hardworking, he's passionate, he brings a lot to the table. I eventually make him my business partner. But there I am as this punk 20, 21 year old thinking this hiring thing is easy. You post a job on <laughs> yes. Facebook, people show up, you make more money. And I just proceed to make bad hire after bad hire after bad hire, quickly learning that it was really tough to, as a 21 year old to hire people in person, eventually moving to the remote hiring world, the Upworks, the Fivers. And I, I got pretty good at it, hired some pretty good people. Some still work with me today, but I also just hated the process. I hated browsing through 50 applicants when I wanted to be growing my business. And I kept looking for a faster, faster way. And when I couldn't find it, that's when I had the idea to, to build my own freelancer marketplace. So that's how I went from a broke college kid to an Amazon seller to eventually the idea for free up. Well, the first thing I want to say is you really, I, I feel like you were doing the entrepreneur thing, right? You know, if one of the first things off the bat, you almost got uh, arrested or whatever it is, the season this disorder. That's pretty funny. Um, but that's awesome. I love how we all have these stories about kind of like the different kind of avenues that have brought us there, especially when there's so much pivoting involved because you went from, you know, you know, the cons not consignment, but like something similar to that with textbooks. And then you, you made your way into uh, something similar to like Fiverr and Upwork. So why don't you tell the audience what uh, your platform's about and what you offer uh, the people that are a part of it, both on the people that are looking for virtual assistants and also the virtual assistant end. Yeah, so <laughs> we get thousands of applicants every week, virtual assistants, freelancers, and agencies. We vet them for skill, attitude, communication. Top 1% get on our platform, and then we make them available to our clients quickly whenever they need them. They just put in a request. We fill it within a business day. There's no bidding. You can meet with them, interview them, make sure you like them. If you like them, you can hire them. If you don't like them, you can click pass and provide us feedback, and we'll get you someone else based on that feedback. So it's a pretty quick and efficient process. On the back end, we have 24 seven support in case people have even the smallest issue and a no turnover guarantee. If someone quits for any reason, we cover replacement costs and get them a new person right away. So that's really what we're all about, the pre-vetting, the speed, the customer service and the protection. Um, and yeah, it's just been a lot of fun helping not only clients, but the freelancers and virtual assistants and agencies on our platform as well. And that's, that's really great. And you, um, you mentioned to me separately like off, off this recording that you have a business partner. So is that business partner the same one that you, like your very first hire? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, amazing. So, um, so what do you guys do together? Do you, are, do you have a special role? Do you guys kind of like have your hands in everything? Like how is that divided between the two of you? Yeah, great question. So Connor and I, we have the same values, the same beliefs and goals. I mean, we're all about helping people and treating people fairly and, and not screwing people over. Um, and we also understand that we're a startup and startups make mistakes and things happen. And we just want to make it right and make sure people ha have a good experience. So we have the same values, but in terms of our skills, we're completely different people. I mean, I'm a much more short-term process-driven person. He's much more long-term planning in advance ahead. Um, I'm much more sales, customer service, kind of like the, the front of the business where he's much more behind the scenes. He puts out content and he works with our developers building the, all, all the software that, that um, goes into our time clock, our free up dashboard. So I'm much more in front and building processes and sales where he's much more in the back doing the, the development and the behind the scene content work, building our website, stuff like that. Awesome. And that's really great. You really need like that operator versus like, I, I forget the breakdown. There's like, you know, the, the words that Gary Vaynerchuk or whoever, whoever is the hot 
the hot entrepreneurs are always saying. So it's nice that you have, and you were so lucky to find that complimentary partner to you at such a young age. Cause you said you were what, 21 when you found him? Yeah, I I got really lucky. It was one of, he was, was my first hire. And yeah. um, I mean, that's definitely lucky. Yeah, absolutely. I love that though. Like, you know, you just like, not to go all woo woo on you, but like the whole, like the universe is just like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna throw some curveballs, and we're also going to throw some like real nice pitches as well. So, um, so free up. So free up is a platform that connects, uh, virtual assistants, online service providers, fr- uh, freelancers, agencies, with entrepreneurs and everybody that's and small business owners, and everyone's looking to hire virtually. So you mentioned that only 1% uh, get in. So what are some characteristics that you're looking for when uh, you're going through that process of, let, of denying or accepting their application? Yeah, so we vet people for skill, attitude, and communication. So for skill, we, we don't need everyone to be a 10 out of 10. You could be a five out of 10, a three out of 10, as long as you're honest about what you can and cannot do and and you're priced accordingly. So we put people through skill tests. If they're a graphic designer, we look at their portfolio. If they're an Amazon expert, we ask them Amazon questions. And the the skill is different depending on what they're saying their skill is, but the attitude and the communication are the same across the board. So for attitude, we look for people who are passionate about what they do. They're they're not just in it for the paycheck. They don't get aggressive when something doesn't go their way. They, um, They can handle feedback without taking it personally. And for communication, I mean, communication's everything. It doesn't matter what their skill is and what their attitude is. If let's say you and I are hiring someone, if we can't communicate with them, nothing else matters. So we, we're built around communication. We have 15 pages of communication best practices that freelancers have to memorize and get tested on before they get on our platform. And it's one of the quickest ways you get kicked off our platform. If, if my team or the clients have to chase you, if you're missing due dates, if you're not handling emergencies a proper, proper way, um, we take the, all that seriously, uh, along with the, the skill and the attitude, not taking projects you can't do at a high level, not uh, having a good attitude across the board. So we really look for that trifecta. It's tough to get in. And then we hold you to those expectations once you're on the platform. Yeah. And I really like that you say you focus on communication because for me, that's normally when the the, uh, the relationship between virtual assistant and uh, client really breaks down and then people get angry and, or, you know, unpleasant or whatever, and uh, it can cause a horrible storm. So I really like appreciate that um, because a lot of people don't put that much emphasis. They're more about skill or, you know, cost effectiveness. And if you want to hire someone long-term to support your business, you also need to mesh well and make sure that you are communicating properly uh, and to each other's liking, because, you know, if one person is a Trello, you know, likes to keep everything on Trello while the other is prefers like a phone call, like, that's just going to be a fast track to uh, uh, not great relationship. So that's great. So is there like a fee or anything to join? Like what's like, what does that look like for if there's virtual assistants and people listening to this that are like interested of applying to be on your platform? Yeah. So it's free to sign up. There's no monthly fees. There's no minimums. There's no obligation. I mean, from the freelancer side the obligation is you can't drop clients um, in the middle of a project. If you do drop any clients in the middle of a project for any reason, we, we, we just don't give you more clients and we remove you from the platform. So, I mean, there's no real restrictions. Like from the client side, you can hire someone an hour a month for one project and never talk to them again, full time, whatever it is. Um, and, and I mean, we take 15% with the $2 minimum per hour on any billing and, and 15% on fixed prices. So th- those are the only fees. No, that's not too bad though. That's like quite, that's quite good because some of, some of those, like I've been on Upwork and 
well, back when I was on it, it was a, it was a lower price, but then it quickly skyrocketed. So that's right. great. But I mean, it makes sense. You have to make sure like you're running an exclusive platform, right? So it only makes sense that there's a small fee taken off. So um, I'm, I'm intrigued. So the one thing that I always love talking to like agency owners and, you know, people that kind of run similar platforms as you is like, where do you think this is going to go in the next few years? Like, are you think that we're going to hit a bubble and like, everyone's gonna be like, nah, never mind. This isn't my deal anymore, which is obviously not going to happen. But, um, where do you see like the virtual assistant free up kind of movement going in the next like five years? Yeah. I mean, the honest answer is who knows, but if I had to guess, I think we're going more and more in that direction. I think they predict over the next 10 years, over 50% of the workforce is going to be remote. I think more and more people, especially millennials, are seeing the benefits of not having to drive to work and being able to wear the clothes they want and not being productive, working eight hours straight. And some people are morning people or night people and, and not being reserved to one source of income as, as one employer. Instead of having one employer, why not have four or five different clients where if one of them drops you, it's, it's not the end of the world, you just replace them. So I think from that side, you're, you're seeing more and more people trend in that direction. I think from the, the business side, I mean, we're in 2019 where you can start a business with a laptop and, and some internet and, and you get flexibility by hiring people remote. You don't have to pay for an office. You don't have to hire everyone full time. You're not restricted to the people that are in your town and the towns next to you. They, it, you get people from all over the world with different backgrounds and skill sets and price points and, and you can really be creative on how you run and grow your business. So for me, that I see us going more and more in that direction. Obviously, things can change at any time. If you want to talk about concerns from the, the, the fact that the economy could crash to automation to there's lots of things, but I, I can't really control any of that. I'm more focused yeah. on helping people as much as I can going forward. And I'm excited for, for what the future brings. Yeah. And you have to stay optimistic. I mean, I've, I'm in Canada, so I'm not sure if you, I'm just going to talk about this because it's all about Facebook and it's all in, all in the news. So Canada just summoned Sheryl Sandberg and uh, Mark Zuckerberg to parliament and they denied it. And they're like calling for like, you have to shut down social media and all this ridiculous stuff that I get so frustrated about. Cause I'm like, you old people don't understand how the internet works. Um, but uh, so it's funny because you're like, we really, you really have no idea what could happen, but realistically, if we're on this trajectory, it's, it's only going to be, people are only going to realize that you can make money online, that exactly what you said, you don't have to spend, you know, an hour or two hours a day and commute. And you basically get to live a more freedom-based lifestyle. And so many people are craving that because, you know, being inside a cubicle is becoming quite, you know, dreadful for a lot of us out there. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's so great to be able to talk to someone that's on the other end. If someone's like hiring virtual assistants and, uh, freelancers and all that jazz, because that's my main listening audience. And, uh, it's always great to reverse engineer the hiring process because, you know, so you might go into it thinking that, you know, people are looking for like skill set and like cheap prices where, maybe your niche market is actually looking for like high quality, you know, high quality communication and, uh, or, and whatever else. So thanks so much, Nathan, as always, I ask my guests to leave the audience with some words of wisdom. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah. So one of my worst business mistake mistakes back in the day was I put all my eggs in one basket. I hired one person to run my business. I spent six months teaching them how to do everything. They had my customer service, listings, every part of my business. And 
on the flip side, I had this one supplier who was doing 85% of my sales and I, I didn't care about the other 15%. So I, I said, you know what, let's only work with them. Had this one supplier, this one person really running most of my business. And I decided to take a vacation, a, a much deserved one after getting my business set up. So I have money rolling in, my business on autopilot, it's running without me. And on the first day of my vacation, I get two calls that my, the person I hired quit on me and my supplier dropped me. So by putting all my eggs in one basket, I really had to start my business over again. It took six to eight months to get it back on track, but I learned a very valuable lesson about diversification. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs fall into that trap on the hiring side where hiring's hard and they make some bad hires and they finally find someone they like. So they load that person up with any, everything. And then on the flip side, um, you can di you cannot diversify in so many parts of your business from revenue streams to suppliers. You have to remember as you grow and scale to not put your eggs in one basket and to diversify as much as possible.